Welcome to Across the Middle with Frank Cholet. Number one. Your number one source for NFL, NBA, and college sports. Here's your host, Frank Cholet. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Across the Middle, episode two. On this Wednesday night, we're right here chilling, getting ready to talk some more NFL, jump into the coverage of the teams that we didn't get an opportunity to talk about last time. And, uh, Helping me out in studio, sitting right next to me, would be my nephew, Dre, who's going to be doing the Texans report. And I had a lot of y'all asking me about him. Man, if you want, if you want to know anything about the Texans, if you want to, want to know anything about the Rockets or the Astros, this is your man when it comes to Houston sports. So, uh, Dre, introduce yourself. Hello, 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 and hello. How are y'all doing today? <laughs> Man, so it's almost about that time to start talking football. Round one. All right, starting with the AFC West. Um, I'm going to go over their draft picks, starting with the Denver Broncos. They picked up uh, cornerback o- uh, Michael Ojemudia from Iowa, and then they got, went ahead and got themselves Fat, uh, Fat Albert, uh, Natain uh, Mutai from uh, Fresno State. And uh, then moving on to the Vegas Raiders, uh, we picked up Henry. Uh, they picked up Henry Ruggs, <laughs> and then uh, then they went and got Brian Edwards, wide receiver out of South Carolina. Uh, really two good solid picks to help uh, out Derek Carr or Mark Mariota. But we'll get into that later. Oh, real quick, just in case y'all want to know what that music was. Anytime we bring up big guys, you're gonna hear that. Doom, 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 doom. We call him Fat Alberts. You can't win without these guys. So go right ahead, Dre. All right, and now moving on to the Chargers. Um, they went. Uh, they got Kenneth Murray out of OU. Helps out that front seven. Uh, with a real solid middle linebacker, and then uh, wide receiver KJ Hill out of Ohio State. And he's a real dynamic slot receiver. It's it's almost not fair to put a corner on him or a safety. It's it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we got the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they picked up a corner, Legereus Need. He can actually play either corner or safety. Very versatile. Um, and what's crazy, you can stick him at outside corner, slot corner, or you could throw him at stronger free safety. Yeah, you're starting to see a lot of these hybrid guys like that that can either go, um, you're starting to hear this word a lot in basketball, and it's starting to transfer over to football position list positionless that's where a guy could pretty much move at any position you know yeah so that's what he's referring to right here and then they also uh one pick that people didn't really like because they felt like there's better running back i thought it made a whole lot of sense uh to get uh clyde edwards lair um a real good solid uh power back running between the tackles um and in uh and the guard um also he can catch the ball really well and he doesn't get a lot of credit for actually being a good short route running coming out of the backfield. Because hmm. um, when Joe Brady, uh, Joe Burrow, not Joe Brady, Joe Burrow was over there throwing it uh, whenever Moss or uh, J- Justin Jefferson wasn't out there, uh, Mr. Edwards was catching that ball out the backfield. Yeah, they had a slew of guys, man. <laughs> and so, the best ones didn't even come out this year. That's the crazy part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's insane. Go ahead. Um, and I'm gonna go over some of their notable free agency acquisitions now. Uh, starting with the Broncos, they traded for AJ Boye and also traded for Jarrell Casey. 
and sound uh, Graham Glasgow. So that actually helps out their defense uh, more or less their secondary and also helps out that offensive line to help uh, Drew Locke. Um, the Raiders, they signed Malik Collins, a real good D-tackle from the Cowboys. Pretty much the Cowboys. <laughs> what, like three or four of them? Mm-hmm. Am I lying? Go ahead. Name them all. Um, <laughs> but uh, not another key one. Uh, the one, another one that I really like because uh, the defense, this type of defense they play was uh, linebacker Corey Littleton from the Rams. Um, very good zone coverage and man coverage linebacker. And he's uh, played sideline to sideline uh, really good. And then uh, quarterback Marcus Mario. And like I said, I was going to get into this because Ooh, uh, John, oh, Gruden, John Gruden. Oh, yeah. John Gruden, whenever he was hosting those quarterback camps, uh, he actually showed how much he really favored Marcus uh, Mariota. And lately, there's uh, since he actually uh, came back to the Raiders, there's been little friction between him and Derek Carr, and it's kind of noticeable. Well, you know, it, folks, uh, look, I'm a prop. You know, you know me, I don't like to start stuff, mm-hmm. but where there's smoke, there's fire. And when Gruden was hosting the ESPN show where he was interviewing and taking these quarterbacks through film sessions and all of this stuff, he was, uh, he was gushing about Marcus Moriarty. He was gushing about the guy. So, and then the guy gets released and now he's a Raider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it Gruden likes his game, so Raider fans, NFL fans, keep an eye out on that. It kind of reminds me of the situation Marcus Mariota was, because last year I actually called um, when the Titans signed Ryan Tannehill. I called it uh, to the T. I said, somewhere between weeks eight and nine, Tennessee's not going to be that good, and they're going to start Ryan Tannehill, and they're going to go on the street and make the playoff. And I was right. Now, I didn't know they were going to go all the way to the AFC Championship, but I got, I got most of it right. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this much, and I'm even going to take it even a step further. Gruden even went as far as comparing Moriata to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He talked about his athletic ability, how he's able to move, how he's able to throw on the run. Now, he, he didn't say he was. But he said his skill set was much light. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this again. Pay attention to that because where there's smoke, there's fire. When you finish up with the uh, uh, free agency, mm-hmm. I need you to give me a letter graph or, or who you thought from that Division One uh, free agency in the draft and yeah. then give them a letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, going to the Chargers now, they picked up offensive tackle Brian Beluga, who's actually going to uh, protect the blind side for. Uh, who we all know is going to eventually be Justin uh, Herbert. And then they also signed cornerback uh, Chris Harris to help out that secondary. Um, the Chiefs, they signed uh, Mike Rimmers, uh, offensive tackle, to help because uh, everybody knows they have, they've been having some O-line issues. And then uh, another key person they signed was running back DeAndre Washington. Now, you're black. Well, they already had uh, Damian Will- Williams. Now, see, with... Uh, DeAndre Washington, it's much more than that. Running back, receiver, your punt returner, your kick returner. Yeah, it's yeah. it's an overall. Uh, your, he can also uh be your slot receiver. Uh, it's just more. He's he has more ways of being able to impact the game. Um, yeah. and that's why I liked it. Now, overall, to me, if you ask me, who won uh the free agency and who I think is going to probably end up winning that division. 
I'm actually going to probably give it to the Chargers. Either the Chargers or the uh, or the Chiefs. When the wait a minute, you said the Chargers went in that division. Or are you talking about as far as off season uh, moves? Off season moves. Oh, okay. They're look, not going to win. Look, anymore. I already told you. <laughs> I think the Chargers have an outstanding team, but they're going to be starting to rook. Yeah. So so unless this guy comes in and he's Dan Marino or Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, he, he would have. Now, there's a chance of that mm-hmm. because their defense is that defense is going to be lights out. Yeah. So there's a very strong chance. Yeah, but the, in order to win this division over the Chiefs, you, you better be able to uh, score 30 and 35 with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> uh, I mean, you. yeah, yeah. I mean, 30 points, it starts at 30 points. Exactly. <laughs> you better at least be able to score 30 points, you know, and and even 30 points ain't going to be enough. All right, um, so you're pretty much done with that yes, portion. Sir. All right, I'm getting ready to jump in with the uh, San Francisco 49ers, but we're going to take a real quick promo break. You're listening to Across the Middle, Gridiron Sports Report. All right, I'm right in with the San Francisco 49ers or the NFC West which is a very, very competitive division. Heck, I think one of the stronger divisions in all of football. So let me go ahead and we'll dig right into it. So first, we're going to start off with the 49ers. Their big free agent acquisition, without a doubt, Trent Williams. Big time. Yeah, they needed him. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Staley had just retired, yeah. right? And um, so, yeah, they needed that. And then, you know, you get a stud like this. Now, he's been out of football. For about a year because he was sitting out in a contract dispute. But uh, other than that, I mean, this guy, you know, he's going to move bodies, and that's just what he does, man. What do you think about that, Dre? Uh, that was a solid, solid pick. And I remember whenever it happened on – it was on draft day when it happened, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> in fact, that was a draft day trait. Yeah, it was uh, like, whoa. Washington had promised to move him, and they went ahead and they moved him, man. And 49ers, man, you can't blame them. So that was the 49ers move. Then we're going to jump into the Seahawks and see what uh, Pete Carroll did. And they go ahead and they grab uh, a tight end. Uh, Greg Olson. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Uh, Greg Olson. Yeah, just give Russell Wilson. Greg Olson. <laughs> yeah, so they get Greg Olson. To me, that's their notable free agent pickup. Then we're going to move on to the Cardinals. Uh, to the Cardinals, we got them with Tremaine Brock, Jordan Hicks. Very good. Very underrated linebacker. I hate it when the Eagles drafted him because he was really good for him. He was out of the University of Texas. Kid originally recruited out of Ohio. How Texas was able to get him away from the Buckeyes is a miracle in itself. So, but uh, yeah, that's a very good. You better watch out for the Cardinals. <laughs> you know, I, I said it in the last segment. Everybody got the best of Cliff Kingsbury because, you know, when you're recruiting against Oklahoma's, the Texas, the A&M's, the Alabama's, not, not to mention all the other big schools, Notre Dame's that come into this state and take players, you know, offensively, he'd been there with anybody. They just couldn't get no defense. See, the NFL has a draft, and he can get defense now. Hell, he could tell guys, I got the money to pay you, and guess what? <laughs> They'll commit. <laughs> they'll commit all right and then last but not least we're gonna let uh one of my 
my favorite nephews. We're, this is his team, the Rams. And uh, Leonard Floyd, good pickup. Uh, Dante Fowler was not who they thought he could be. Jacksonville uh, figured that out quick. That's why they, they couldn't wait to get rid of him, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, the Rams took a chance, and they went to the Super Bowl that one year. But overall, I don't think that was enough. You know, uh, he, didn't, he didn't show them for what he, where he was drafted and what he was projected to do. He didn't show them enough, you know. So now we're going to get into the, the draft. And, man, those 49ers, man, they're going to be a headache for the next two or three years. Val, I know you're listening to this. They're not going to suck. No. Not even no, no, day. they are too good on the offense and defensive line. And now they're starting to catch up, uh, you know, with the skill position players, you know. And as Jimmy Garoppolo gets more and more familiar with this system, you know, I just see them going nowhere but up. And it pains me to say that, but I report the news as it is. I tell it as it is, irregardless of my Cowboy bias. Mm-hmm. So we go 49ers, and we're going to jump in with Javon Kinlaw. I don't know how they were able to pull this off. Uh, this guy right there, I mean, I, I know Brown from Auburn was on a lot of people's list, but Kinlaw just, and this guy sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> man, you're not kidding. I mean, it's not fair, man. This guy, he just comes out, man. And, you know, <laughs> I, I got to break out the theme song, you know, because this guy right here, 49ers got got a good Fat Albert, man. Classic Fat Albert. This guy's going to be there for a while. Then they come back with Brandon Ayur, I'm guessing, from Arizona State. I can tell you two things about him. He's big, he can play, and he was coached by Herman Edwards. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Enough said. That's all you need to know, man. Hell of a pickup. And then those are their two... uh, Big draft pick. I'm not going to dive too big into the rest of the draft picks because we are strained for time. Next, we got the Seahawks. They go Jordan Brooks, linebacker out of Texas Tech. I bet you on game day, if they offered to pay him and his mom was walking across that street, she'd be in trouble. This guy, he stuck out like a sore thumb. He reminds me of an old school football player that used to play for the Cowboys called Eugene Hitting Machine, Eugene Lockhart. All he would do is just <laughs> knock helmets off. You know what I mean? Well, that's Jordan Brooks. They got a good one. But, of course, Pete, Pete Carroll knows defense, so he, he would definitely know yep. what kind of players yeah. he want, you know? And then they go and they get uh, uh, Daryl Taylor, the defensive edge out of uh, Tennessee. A mm-hmm. lot of potential, you know, a lot of potential. You know, you got to be careful with these Tennessee guys. Because they don't recruit the way they used to when they had the Peyton Mannings and they had these other guys that were there. But they still get good players. No one knew how good Alvin Kamara was. Because they they really didn't have a lot of other good players around him. So he couldn't showcase it. Watch it with this guy. Watch it with this guy. So the Seahawks, that that covers the Seahawks right there. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump into the Cardinals. Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, out of Clemson. This is what I'm talking about when I say Kingsbury can get defense now. And then the other notable, Josh Jones, offensive tackle out of University of Houston. I always like to get shout-outs to Cougars whenever they get drafted. 
good school, you know, on on its way back, you know. And then we're going to let the Rams close this particular segment out. Uh, the Rams go and they get Cam Akers. Tell me about Cam Akers. If Eric was on here, he's Florida State, but you tell me about Cam Akers. Cam Akers. The only reason why you did not hear about Cam Akers is because Florida State wasn't that good this year or hasn't been good for the last couple of years. But, oh, my gosh, they just lost Todd Gurley and found their replacement yeah. that fast. I mean, you <laughs> never want to lose a Todd Gurley. But if you're going to lose a Todd Gurley, this ain't a bad guy to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, look, my nephew's telling you like it is, straight up. If this cat had played there when Jameis Winston and them were there, oh, you'd have heard of him. Oh, you would have heard of him. You just they weren't very good, and he was he was really all they had. He was really all they had, and then they backed that up with uh, with Van Jefferson. Let me tell you something. To a T. Every SEC corner. They said this was the hardest guy to cover. And that's surprising when you consider who Alabama had. That's surprising when you consider what LSU just had and what they still have. But to a man, they all said Van Jefferson. So I'm going to put an asterisk on that, man, because we definitely want to see what that's all about. Dre, give me the news of the day. News of the day. After sitting out for the last five years, uh, Alden Smith has officially been reinstated into the NFL. Um, Johnson, remember? Yeah, we've uh, we've officially retained uh, Duke Johnson, so now we got the uh, backfield with uh, Duke Johnson and David Johnson. And now this is why the pick is starting to make sense because Duke Johnson, or not Duke Johnson, David Johnson, he's not the same running back that he was a couple years ago, so he's going to need another back to split some carries with him. So it makes sense, and especially with the type of offense that we run, it only makes sense to bring Duke Johnson back. And you no, know, and even though we still should have got more, but it makes sense why we traded for David Johnson as well. All right, and on that note, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a real quick break as we get ready for segment number two. My name's Tarula, I'm a real bad dude Making sounds and noises that are certainly rude But when we're on the field, my noises are an art Like a, and a, or a plain old bar It's the sport of kings Better than diamond green All right, we're going to go ahead and jump back in to end this segment as we're about to jump into segment number two. And in segment number two, we're going to give our way too early predictions based on what we've seen of the schedule and based on what we've seen uh, in free agency and the drafts. So on this note, here we go. Round two. Here we go. All right. So I'm going to start with vision winners from every team. Um, also, matchups we want to see. <laughs> yes, Got sir. some big matchups we want to see this year, some primetime games. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um, starting off with, the, uh, like I said, starting with picking with my division winners, um, I'm going to start with the 
uh, AFC West because that's more or less the simpler one. Um, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, then heading to the AFC South, it's going to be a – It's see, that's a division. That's where my Texans are. It's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to tell, but um, I'm gonna say either we get it or Tennessee may end up with that division again. Uh, get their first division title in a few years. That that division is gonna be a dog fight. Yeah, it's it's uh, always a dog fight. It's it's very hard to judge, but some for the last few years we've been able to come out on top. The, but the big unknown in that in that. And, and, of course, you're doing the AFC side. I'm doing the mm. NFC side, division wins. You know what I mean? And then we'll go into the matchups. But the big unknown in that division, Rivers. No, it, he's the big unknown because if he comes in, you know, in a I, I'm a show you type of mentality and he balls out, Indy has the talent around him to win. Mm-hmm. That's the big unknown to me. Exactly. Because uh... he threw San Diego out the playoffs. I'm I'm sorry, the Chargers. He threw the L.A. Chargers out, brother. He literally did. Yeah. So it 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 all goes back to you know what what Philip Rivers are we gonna get? Because that could be the wild card. If we get the Philip Rivers that's been in L.A. the last three four years, um, then yeah, uh, Colts ain't going too far. But and it's and like I said, I mean, I don't see why Jacksonville isn't trying to target Cam Newton. I mean, Garner Minshew, he did show flashes, but uh, you could be better with Cam. <laughs> um, but that's why I said ultimately it comes down to us and the Titans. I feel like we're it's going to be another year where we pull it out. Um, but Tennessee is not to be slept on. Now going to the AFC uh, North, I think that is either going to be Baltimore or Pittsburgh's division. Um, mark my words. If Big Ben plays a full 16-game season, uh, the Steelers are very likely to win that division. They almost made the Let play- me say that again. You said if who? Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying when you said Big Ben. Yeah. My man done gained some weight. <laughs> but like I said, if he stays healthy and could actually play subpar, I mean, last year, let's put this in perspective. The Steelers almost made the playoffs with four different quarterbacks. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, that, that was a trip. Yeah. And yeah, that was a trip. So that that's just amusing. So don't, if Big Ben can actually play to Look, that. they're just a hell of a ran organization, man. Let's just call it what it is. This is That's a class organization. And I know my Cowboys lost two Super Bowls to them. But you know what? I have nothing but respect and class for the Steelers organization. I, I like how they do business. I like how they run their business. And, you know, they're one of those teams that even when they're down, they're not down for, for long, brother. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, in fact, they're never down. They're just on one knee. <laughs> but go ahead. Oh, yeah. And then uh finish it off, I'm going to go with the AFC East. Uh... <sighs> yeah. Let me just say it was Christmas in, what, March or April when Tom Brady signed? Yeah. Whatever day he signed with Tampa Bay, that was the official Christmas. I mean, they partied like it was 1999. The Dolphins were spending money. You know what I mean? That's what's spending just, money. Man, think about it. They ain't been able to win that division possibly since, what, 2001, 2000? 
No. 99? No. The last time <laughs> the last time somebody other than New England won that division was in 2013 when he blew his ACL out. And that was what? The Jets? No, it was Miami with Chad Pennington. That's, That's insane. So this is why, you know, last year <laughs> Miami was having a yard sale. They were getting rid of everybody. I mean, getting rid of everybody. Everybody knew they were tanking. Tom Brady retires, man. They done opened up the bank, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that didn't matter, man. But, and see. Uh, that's but, interesting, you know. But, that's interesting to me. I do think what's going to, I think there's two, the team that I am going to say is going to win this division is just the two simple reasons. Um, I got the Bills winning it because they, to me, my personal opinion, I really do think they have the better quarterback in that division. And then also I um, really do believe in their defense. <laughs> yeah, I believe in their defense very much. It's been like, and that's one defense that nobody really talks about, that hasn't been talked about, but they've been the Bills defense. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for <laughs> Like it's 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 crazy because uh for the last three to four years they've had a top ten defense. I was there's a reason why I played that LL. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for The last time the Buffalo Bills had a defense and a team potentially this good, LL had just dropped that LP. Think about that. <laughs> anyway, man. But yeah, that, what they call him, boy? I love losing Super Bowls. They used to, boy, they used to get on y'all hard, man. I love y'all, man. Because if it wasn't for Buffalo, we wouldn't have two of them Super Bowls. So, yeah. If it wasn't for Rod White, they'd at least have one. Yeah, you ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't lying. I know you hate uh, what's his name that brought him back from that. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's a head coach now of uh, uh of the Colts. Oh, Frank Wright? Yeah. Yeah, boy. That was an epic. 35 to 3, man. I remember that, man. I don't think you were born yet. You may not have been born yet. It's a good thing. It's a good thing because uh, it was enough to make a grown man cry. So, your prediction for this uh, division? Yeah, uh, I'm, going with, I'm going with Buffalo. Um, and that's just my division winners just to go into playoffs. I'm not going to get into wild card teams. And that just covers um, my part. All righty. Well, I'm I'm about to jump in and do the NFC side. So as we jump into the NFC side, because Fox used to host the NFC side. So <laughs> I want to make sure I get a little music going on that. So the NFC side, we're going to look at the NFC Central. Heavy hitters right there. You got Chicago. You got Green Bay. Detroit's on the up and up, and nobody's talking about them. And then the team that, uh, uh, you, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Minnesota and Green Bay. So you got, that's a pretty strong division. And I know what, Green Bay won that division last year. Chicago didn't make the playoffs, but I know Minnesota did, you know? Mm -hmm. It's going to be a dogfight, man. And let me tell you something. Chicago went out and got Nick Foles for a reason. They don't believe in Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky. And he should have never been taken before Watson or Mahomes. <laughs> Man, you, I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. that's going to be the butt of a lot of uh, jokes. Who was taken before Watson and Mahomes? Mitchell Trubis. Let that resonate for a second. Who's the other quarterback that was taken before then? Jared Goff? 
No, Golf came out in the same draft that Dak. He was in that draft. It was it was Jared oh, Goff. It was it, Sam it, Darnold. No, Donald just came out uh, a couple years ago. Uh, I I don't know. That's a good question. We have to look that up. You know, you might want to Google it. Look it up. Definitely, man, because that's going to be the butt of a lot of jokes. But in that division, I'm going to go with the quarterback play because it was the difference last year. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. And for the first time, Kirk Cousins decided to emulate an authentic NFL quarterback. <laughs> and they managed to make the playoffs, and they had a pretty heck of a season. So in that division, they have the defense. I'm going to take Minnesota. It goes against my beliefs because I doubt, and I've never seen Kirk Cousins do it consistently, so I don't know if he can emulate what yeah. he did, you know. <laughs> and given that they're probably playing a much tougher schedule this year, there's a lot of things working against him. But um, Green Bay didn't add any weapons, man. And I know Aaron Rodgers has got to be counting the, he's got to be counting down today, so he's a free agent. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I imagine he's not very happy. So I have Minnesota winning that division. Then we're going to move down to the NFC South. Woo! You talk about, man, you, you got some quarterbacks in that division. Tom Brady. Drew Brees. Matt Ryan. And now Teddy Bridgewater. Boy, this is going to be a fun division. And I'm going to tell you what's going to win that division. Defense. And right now, Saints have the best defense in that division. Although, I would say watch out for Matt Ryan. My nephew brought this up last time. The last time uh, Matt Ryan had a running back that was worth anything, he up and got him to the Super Bowl. Well, now he has Todd Gurley, who's pissed about not getting his money. And I imagine he's pretty mad about being cut and released like that. So you're going to have a very motivated Todd Gurley. So then we look at the Saints. Uh, they're bringing back Breeze. Their offense is explosive. They got a solid offensive line. They got a solid defense. Uh, they go as Breeze goes. Plain and simple. They had Teddy Bridgewater to help him out last year, but now Teddy's going to be snapping the ball over there in Carolina. So uh, they go as, as, as Breeze go. So this could be why they invested in the offensive line. This could be why they invested even more into their defense. So, you know, the Saints are looking good. And then we're going to go to Tampa Bay, and we know what they did. They got Tom Brady. They now have um, uh, Rob Gronkowski. They have great offensive talent. Defensively is where my question is. Who and what are they going to be defensively? Because one of the great luxuries that Tom Brady had was always a great defense. Belichick never ran him out there with a bad defense. You know what I mean? He never ran him out there with a bad defense. And this is why I say, man. Damn shame what they did to that dog. There's going to be some reality set in on him this year, you know? Mm -hmm. Carolina, although I think they're improved, and uh, Christian McCaffrey is just ridiculous, um, I think they're going to have a hard time getting wins in that division. Yeah. Because of the superior quarterback play. Of all, the, of all the teams in it. So in that division, I'm giving it to the Saints because I, I'm just nice, a firm nice. – I'm a firm believer that defense has to win out, you know. Um, so now we're going to go over here to the NFC East, right? Oh, and, and one little thing I just looked up. 
So the top three quarterbacks drafted that year in 2017, the first quarterback actually was Mitchell Trubisky, then Patrick Mahomes, then D-Watt. Yeah. Like I said, that's going to be one of those ones. You know, (laughs) it's one of those uh, barroom jokes or one of those uh, trivia questions that people ask when they say, "Eh, you know, in the 1984 draft, who was taken before Jordan? Sam Bowie. Akeem Olajuwon. Now, Olajuwon, hey, that's a Hall of Famer. He's bad. But Sam Bowie? Who in the hell is Sam Bowie? Exactly. (laughs) And that's why it took Portland years to try to. Portland was the one that took him. And then they turned around and took Greg Olden, which was a a similar situation. Both players were injured and never panned out to who they were supposed to be, you know? So they're going to be asking that question. Who was taken before Pat Mahomes and and Deshaun Watson? It's going to be Mitchell Trubisky. So this is why I have no faith in the Bears. All right, we're going to hurry up and jump in it. Uh, NFC East. NFC East. uh, I'm going to start with my team last. We're going to go to the team that I like and – I hate that I like them, but um, the Eagles, they're strong, you know. And look, to them it's very simple. They go as Wentz goes because now they don't have folks to bail them out, you know. Um, If Wentz can stay healthy and they add weapons, I love the addition of Rieger. You know, a lot of Cowboys out there giving, uh, you know, some guys, some Philly fans a hard time because they didn't get CeeDee Lamb. You know, Cowboy fans, I think you better zip it up. I'm a Cowboy fan because Rieger's got a whole lot of Steve Smith in his game, man. And you're going to find out this cat can fly, but he's a playmaker. Most speed guys like that don't go up and get the ball. They don't go up and, and, and make spectacular catches because they're used to winning off their speed. Mm-hmm. He's a speed guy that can, that's athletic. He'll go and get the ball. He'll go and make those catches. And then if you get in his face, he is feisty. <laughs> he's feisty. So... Eagles, good job. I thought that was a hell of a move, getting Jalen Hurts hurts. I'm not going to lie. I can foresee him becoming a, a Donovan McNabb if this, if this experiment with Wentz doesn't work out. Not because I don't think that Wentz isn't a good player, because I think Wentz's body might quit on him. That happens to great quarterbacks sometimes. You know what I mean? If, he, if this just keeps being a, a reoccurring thing, I see – I see Wentz, you know, being out of football in two or three years if these injuries keep coming up, you know? Same with Andrew Luck. Well, Same that's why Andrew Luck, yeah. he left the game. He knew it. He, you know, it's not worth it in the end, you know? You made more than enough money. If you invested it right, you should be able to live right, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so getting into the rest of that division, the team that scares me the most, the Washington Redskins, man, that, that, that front seven is going to be nightmare. If they can get Haskins to emulate anything – like an NFL quarterback, they should they should be right in the hunt of that, man, you know? I think the New York Giants, very underrated. They're going to be good because one thing Garrett is good at is play calling. You know, if he's not the head football coach and, and, and it's a life and death situation, then he's a damn good coach other than that. If he can just focus on play, calling plays, he's very good at that, you know? Um, so who do I like in that division? Well, I'm going to go with the team that I'm talking about last because I like what they did, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Cowboy fan. You know, I already told you, I think the Eagles have a very strong chance, and they could do it. But I like them because they made the coaching move. They made a philosophy move. They went and got big guys down, in, down the middle of their defense, you know. They addressed the safety position. They got another wide receiver that, that's going to allow them – 
you know, maybe in two or three years, if they want to get rid of Amari Cooper, if they want to cut him, they could do that with a CD Lamb, or if they want to move uh, Michael Gallup. It gives them options, you know? I just like them. I think if they can stay healthy. And when I say stay healthy, I used to worry that if Dak goes down, but then they went and grabbed Andy Dalton. Hell, Dak better not go down. <laughs> I'm telling you, Andy Dalton will take them weapons and win. Because he only, look at what Andy Dalton did with just one weapon. Yeah, one. and then you're going to give him an offensive line, a runner, two good runners, because Pollard's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> a receiving core. There's going to be one time where, it, 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 if you think I'm lying, notice how the talks all of a sudden is sped up real quick. You know, exactly. Now there are only two million away, you know? <laughs> Why? Because Dak is no fool. You let a guy like Andy Dalton get a hold of that. That's like that's like that's like lending somebody your girl and your Porsche. You're done. You're done. <laughs> and I'll make sure I put a beep on that other part, but you're done if you do that, man. You can't do that. So those are my division winners. I have uh New Orleans in the south. I have uh, Minnesota in the Central, and I have the Cowboys in the East. What about the West? I, oh, I already said. Oh, no, I didn't. No. The West. San Francisco. Come on, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, although I'll tell you this much, um, the, my man Greg Olson going over there to Seattle, man. You better watch out, man. You know what? Let me rethink that because those two games were very close with those two teams. In mm -hmm. fact, that second time Seattle lost, that was on the last play of the game. I might go with Seattle. In fact, let me change that. I'm going to go with Seattle. I think the, the pickup of Greg Olsen gives them a legitimate threat at tight end. Because that's what, that's like, in fact, the tight end is the one that got the, uh, the, their tight end that they had last year is the reason why they fell short by a yard. But... Greg Olsen, like he having him and AJ Brown, that's let's be honest, outside of uh the times whenever he had uh Golden Tate and uh Percy Harvin, he he oh, and then he also has Tyler Lockett. So See, this is why I had to rethink that. <laughs> this is why I had to rethink that. And remember, they're still not out of the clowny thing. Mm-mm. You know, Pete Carroll's smart. He oh, you're asking for this much money? Okay, man, we'll, we'll just wait. We'll just wait. They're waiting on who's going to give them a solid offer, and then they'll beat that offer. But if you notice, ain't nobody rushing to pay him $20 million a year. Exactly. He's going to have to lower that to about fourteen, fifteen, And then, it'll, then, then at best, it'll be a one-year rental. You know what I mean? All right. Well, anyway, that, that's going to pretty much close this segment out, and then we're going to jump into my one-minute rant. You're listening to Across the Middle. Gridiron Sports Report. All right, this one-minute rant is brought to you by, by the Lone Star Bar. Make sure you're going by there for great live bands, for great karaoke, and great, great drinks, and the best bar staff in town. We're going to go ahead and start this Lone Star Bar rant talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, Bill O'Brien. You know... I'm not even a Texans Baby, fan. This infuriates me. Are you kidding me? The best wide receiver in football, and you're going to let him just go. You're going to just give him up like that. Man, what did he do to you? 
In this day of diva wide receivers, of T.O.'s, of, of Odell Beckham Jr.'s, of Browns, acting a fool, with this mentality of look at me, it's all about me, putting the I in team when we know there's no I in team, and you're gonna let a guy go that wakes up, does his job, performs, and is consistent, consistent. You just made the Arizona Cardinals the happiest people in the NFL. You're gonna live to regret this move. Now, I do like the fact that you managed to get David Johnson, but you should have got a hell of a lot more. I would have demanded a whole hell of a lot more. Hell, if I could have got the coach out of that deal, I would have demanded him, you know what I mean? For this, Bill O'Brien, you suck. How did you let this happen? And this is my rant. You're listening to Across the Middle, Gridiron Sports Report. All right, folks, due to lack of time, we're going to go ahead and just close this show out. Generally, I jump in with the MVP of the day. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say my MVP of the day. There are two moments in history where we had something happen. We had Roger Clemens win his first major league game against the Minnesota Twins in 1984. And wouldn't you know, on this day, 1991, Michael Jeffrey Jordan would win his first MVP. First, let that sink in, folks. God bless you, and thank you for joining us on Across the Middle. Thank you for listening to the Across the Middle with Frank Cholette. Tune in next time for more great guests and awesome sports talk.